are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. They're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. You know it's me when you see that blue check mark. Or look up the show account, Locked on Dimebacks. Just type it in on Twitter or Instagram in that little search bar, and I'm sure you'll find it. On today's show, I want to do power rankings for the guys that I'm most intrigued with down the stretch either a September call up or just a younger player on the D backs 40 man roster who just intrigues me and I want to see perform well down the stretch. We're going to do a little power ranking starting from the bottom with number nine. They would be my ninth most intriguing player with number one being my most intriguing player. And the first segment is going to be nine to seven. Then we're going to do six to four, then three to one. And the final segment with number one wrapping up the show. So you're going to want to stay tuned for the entire pod to see who is the number one most intriguing player we either want to see get called up or perform well down the stretch for the Arizona Dimebacks. So you're not going to want to miss that. But remember, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this weekend to get in on the action. Now, let's jump right into the pod and let's start our power rankings with number nine, the ninth most intriguing player to me down the stretch in September who I want to see. That is Geraldo Perdomo. We haven't seen him recently on the major league level, but he's still on the 40-man roster. And Perdomo might be the best defensive player in Arizona's in Arizona system. He's definitely going to be staying at shortstop for the long haul. He could be the next Nick Ahmed because regardless of what he does offensively, his defense is good enough to be an all-star level player. He, I'm not saying he is an all-star level player, but he's got all-star level defense. He might not have the full package, but he does have all-star level defense. But maybe he does have the full package because this is a guy who is only 21 and has been shot up the ranks. I mean, to be 21 and on the major league level, that usually only happens to the best of the best. And he was a top 100 prospect before the 2021 season, basically consensus across any website you looked at and he's going to be taking a hit I don't think he's even considered a top 30 prospect anymore he's actually number nine actually he's still he's still a top 30 prospect I'm thinking of someone else but he's still a top 30 prospect by MLB.com number nine he's recorded more walks than strikeouts in his major league career on the minor league level so not major league career I guess I would do you consider when you say major league career does that consider the minors or just your minor league career that's that's a question for another pod but Geraldo Perdomo hasn't looked too good on their major league level this season. That's the correct way to use it. Perdomo on the year was only batting 100. He only had one hit in 10 at bat. So it's not like he had uh, a lot of opportunity. But in the minor leagues, Perdomo has produced back in 2019. 
This was a guy who batted around 275 or 20 stolen bases. He was solid and he was still raw. So he still got time. He still got more time to project out and still, uh, he's still scratching at his ceiling. I still don't think we've seen the best of Perdomo. I don't know what his ceiling is, but I think if he got called up in September, He's already on the 40-man roster. I want to see what he had, what he does, what he has, what his potential is. Because let's let's face it, Nick Ahmed, he's not very long for the tooth. The D-backs will probably keep him around another couple years. But offensively, he just gives you nothing. And if that defense falls just a little bit, he will start to be a negative player. So I want to start getting Perdomo more in the lineup. At least he has a speed component where at the very least, he may not be a great hitter to start. But at least with the contact... He might be able to provide in that area. If he gets on base, he might steal a bag, and he will still provide elite-level defense. Now, number nine for me, I'm going to have to go with Taylor Widener, someone who's been a starter for the D-backs the entire season. And Widener has been really interesting to me because this is a guy who I really didn't see on my radar entering the D-back season. I didn't think he was going to make a major impact, and he started the year as the D-backs' best pitcher. I don't even think there's a way to argue about it but after he came back from injury he did struggle a little bit was getting rocked for a little bit there but he's been better recently he had he has a string of consecutive starts where he goes five innings and two earned runs or less so he has looked a lot better recently but where Widener really needs to get better is the splits he's got a 668 OPS against righties and a 902 OPS against lefties so lefties are absolutely crushing Taylor Widener, and he needs to be better when he's behind in the count because when Taylor Widener is behind in the count, this dude is getting shelled. When he's behind in the count, over 1,200 OPS allowed. When he's ahead of the count, over 600 OPS when he's ahead or even in the count. So he's literally twice as worse as a pitcher or twice as better as a pitcher, depending on you look at it, when he's ahead or behind in the count. So for Taylor Widener, that's a pretty big variance. I think when he's down like 3-1 in the count, his, his OPS against is like over 2,000 or like over 3,000. Like when he's behind in the count and there's more balls than strikes, like this dude is getting crushed. Becomes a little bit predictable because he just wants to absolutely hammer you with a fastball. So he needs to get better depending on what the count is and he needs to get better in his splits. But I still like Taylor Widener. I still think he can be a valuable contributor down the stretch and be a back-end rotation starter again next season. Now, number seven for me is a guy we all know, and that is Paven Smith, friend of the pod. I, of course, love Paven, the first D-backs guest I had on this pod. But Paven, as a player, he does want you yearning a little more. I don't mind the contact. I don't mind having him if he's just going to be a pure contact hitter because it doesn't seem like the power is going to be there for Paven. But if he wants to be an everyday starter on a competitive team he needs to get better at just getting on base a 270 average is fine but his obp shouldn't be below 330 if he's gonna be if he really does want to be a first baseman that doesn't have any power he might have to play more outfield in the future if he does have an everyday role but i think paven smith is probably more of a super utility player that could play the outfield play first base but paven smith can show me a little bit more in the power department and really improve at getting on base that's the most important thing for me because paven smith 
He's a good contact hitter. He's one of the league leaders on his D-backs team in hard hit percentage. He knows how to hit line drives, but he has to get that launch angle up. His launch angle has only been around 9 degrees this season. Just not good enough for a guy who wants to be a first baseman. Paven Smith has the contact skills to be a right fielder. But does is that what Paven wants? Does he want to be an everyday right fielder? He probably wants to go back to first. And if he wants to do that, he has to he has to increase the power department. But that's not the biggest need for me watching Paven Smith. The biggest need for me, he has to just get on base more. He can increase his average. 270 is fine. But if he got that to around 285, 290, like it was in the middle of the season, plus an OBP around 370, if he can just command that strike zone, I think that will help unlock Paven Smith and help take him to the next level. Now you will hear the next set of my rankings, six through four. But before we get there, did you know Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. There is a flavor for everyone. And the reason why I love Bilt Bar is because it's healthy. I'm a health conscious guy. I'm going to the gym after this pod, but I also have a sweet tooth. Built Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but it's high protein and it's high in fiber. So it's great for that keto diet. Just go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Let's get back into the pod. All right. Now, let's jump to number six in our power rankings. And we are going to be talking about Corbin Martin, the man who was acquired in that Zach Granke deal back in 2019. Corbin Martin, just like Luke Weaver, has all the stuff, has the potential to be a great middle rotation starter for the D-backs. But the problem is he hasn't really looked the same since Tommy John surgery. He hasn't really been able to regain his form, and he's been dealing with other health issues. This is someone who's been on the injured list since July with a forearm strain. It wasn't supposed to be that long, but they had to shut down Corbin Martin. And when he's healthy, he's a guy with a mid-90s fastball. It can hit 98. He's got a bunch of other pitches, too. He's got a nice-looking slider. He's got a solid curveball. He's still working on the changeup, but could be used as a weapon against the lefties down the line. So there's still a lot of work to be done with Corbin Martin, but he's got all the pitches. He's got the arsenal. It's just working on that consistency because Corbin Martin, on the major league level this season, just hasn't looked ready for prime time. This is someone that we were super excited for. He had a lot of, not not a ton of expectations, but there was some expectations for Corbin Martin because he was a heralded prospect. He was a top five prospect coming from the Astros organization. He's only 25 years old, so he's still pretty young. But when he did start this season, he made three starts. He's appeared in five games, and he's gone absolutely shelled in pretty much all of them. Over 16 innings, he's given up 19 earned runs with five home runs and 14 walks. That's just not good enough. 13 strikeouts, 14 walks, 19 earned runs. You can't have less strikeouts than you have walks. So for Corbin Martin, he has to work better on that consistency. You can't really work on your health. There there are definitely ways to improve your health, but 
at the end of the day, health is just one of those random things. So Corbin Martin, if he can stay healthy and get his form back pre-Tommy John, because sometimes it takes a, a year plus for Tommy John. Sometimes it's that second year back from Tommy John is when you really start to get your form back together and you really start to dominate. So again, where a lot of these guys, I'm still holding out hope because that's about the only thing I could do as a D-backs fan right now. Hope that these guys break out of their shell soon and hopefully they have that hopefully some of these guys can potentially reach their ceiling and they don't continue to struggle on the major league level because I I talked with Ethan Smith of Lockdown Pirates uh, about the gap between the AAA and major leagues and yes there there seems to be a larger gap between those two more than usual and Reno does usually inflate offensive numbers as well but Corbin Martin He's a guy, like a lot of these guys, that I want to see do well. He was acquired in that Zach Grinke trade. And if he continues to perform like this, it will just further strengthen my point of why you shouldn't trade established major leaguers, especially stars, for prospects. Even if they're top five prospects prospects in an organization, you just never know how it's going to pan out. It's like trying to trade for draft picks in basketball. Uh, it just... So the 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 hit and miss rate on prospects is just so wild. Like I just wouldn't personally put all my eggs into a prospects basket, but I'm definitely not out on Corbin Martin just yet. Number five is another guy similar to Corbin Martin because he was also acquired that Zach Rinky trade. He had also made his uh he had also been pitching a ton for the D-backs earlier in the season, and he also was getting shelled despite. The expectations we had for him despite what we knew his talent was and that is JB Borskakis because remember back in the uh preseason back in spring training this guy was absolutely dominating if you remember it felt like he was striking out every batter that came up to the plate and we hope that would translate to the major league level we know the D-backs bullpen this season Hasn't been good. And entering the season, it's not like I had a lot of hope in the D-backs bullpen anyway. I, I thought Soria was going to help them out and Clippard and Davinsky. And none of that has really happened. So I was hoping J.B. Burskakis was going to be a breakout star potentially for the D-backs as a reliever. It didn't seem like he was going to be a starter this season. But I was like, man, J.B. Burskakis, this guy could be potentially maybe the closer by the end of the year. And it doesn't look like that's happening. I still like J.B. Braskakis. He's still a guy with a four-pitch arsenal. He is another guy that could throw a mid to upper 90s fastball, but that doesn't matter if you can't do it consistently. He had a 779 ERA on the major league level, over 17 innings pitch. He gave up 15 earned runs, four home runs, seven walks, and 14 strikeouts. So unlike Corbin Martin, at least he had double the strikeouts to walks, but still... Four home runs allowed in 17 innings is just as bad as Corbin Martin with the 15 earned runs allowed. I still like J.B. Burskakis, just like I like a lot of these players. J.B. Burskakis might be one of my favorites on this list, but I'm not as intrigued by him as the guys I have ahead of him because right after, or right ahead, I should say, of J.B. Burskakis on my list at number four is Dalton Varsho. And I know you guys love Dalton Varsho. I know this guy's a fan favorite. I know you guys Love seeing him get a ton of opportunity down the stretch here. Varsho has been heating up recently. 900 OPS with nine home runs in July and August. But where Varsho still needs to improve is like the same areas that Taylor Widener need to improve. When Varsho is ahead in the count, he has a 900 OPS. 
But when he's behind the count, his OPS is below 700. And that's still too big of a variance. And he needs to get better at getting on base. Strikeout rate is still above 22%. He strikes out a little bit too much, chases a little bit too many pitches, and he just needs to get cons more consistent overall. Part of it just he hasn't seen enough pitching on the major league level. Maybe he's finally starting to heat up and find his stride. He was struggling mightily in the 2020 season, but 2021, he struggled to start the year, but he's been heating up the last two months. We all love Dalton Varsho. Double-digit home run guy, double-digit stolen base guy, absolute tank, absolute athlete, and he's someone that I'm going to have my eye heavily on as we enter the stretch run of the season. Now, you will hear my top three most intriguing players on this D-backs team as we enter the final games of the year, where it's September, the season's almost over, which is crazy, but remember... Even though baseball season is winding down, football season is heating up because it's that time of year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Got all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Let's wrap up the pod and do our top three power rankings for the most intriguing players in the D-backs organization in the month of September. And number three is a guy who's been here for a couple years. He was also acquired in the deal, in not the deal, in a deal. And that one was for Paul Goldschmidt because I'm talking about Luke Weaver. This guy has been one of the most frustrating, intriguing, just make me want to pull my hair out because as everyone says, he's got the stuff, he's got the potential. A good-looking fastball, mid-90s, changeup, throws it hard, but he used to have a curveball, he used to have some other pitches in his arsenal, but he's thrown mostly the fastball changeup all season. That makes me worried about Luke Weaver. Can you survive as a full-time starting pitcher with 95% of your 95% of your pitches just being fastball changeup, that seems more like a reliever to me. And maybe that's where Luke Weaver ultimately ends up. Maybe we have to try and stop forcing him to be a starter. Maybe he's just not a starter, and maybe he is a middle innings back-end reliever for the D-backs. But 
I just want to see a little bit more from Luke Weaver. He returned from injury and looked very good in his first start back against the San Diego Padres going six innings. Only gave up, what, one or two earned runs. I don't have the stats in front of me. So Luke Weaver looked really good, looked really good in his return. But the one thing I still want to see from Luke Weaver, confidence. When this man looks confident on the mound like he did and what was it, the first or second month of the season against the Cincinnati Reds where he went seven innings? Uh, he looked absolutely dominant in that game. Only gave up one hit, and that's what Luke Weaver can do. He can come out and dominate you some days, but there's also games where he goes out there and gives up four earned runs and a couple bombs. That was a lot of the times in 2020. Luke Weaver right now, he has one of the better ERAs in the rotation, uh, sitting at about 4-11. So... For Luke Weaver, can he continue to build upon that success we saw in the start against the San Diego Padres? Or is he going to revert back to revert back to normal Luke Weaver and go back to struggling and just being hit or miss? We just need to see consistency from Luke Weaver, and we need to see some confidence from him as well. Now, number two on my most intriguing list, and this is someone who we actually haven't seen yet on the major league level. And that is Seth Beer. I want to see Seth Beer, like a lot of guys, on the major league level so bad because it feels like he can be an elite, elite offensive first baseman. It feels like he could have a little Chris Davis in him. I'm talking about Baltimore Orioles Chris Davis because this guy absolutely crushes the ball from college to the minor leagues just this season. He's got 15 home runs, an almost 290 average, a 900 OPS. This dude kills minor league pitching. This dude has been a tank going back to his days uh, with the Tigers. He's absolutely Absolutely crushed pitching wherever he's gone. But the issue is Seth Beer. Talking to Zach Buchanan a few months ago at the start of the season, if we would see Seth Beer, he said, probably won't see this guy until they bring the universal DH back because his defense is just that bad. So if Seth Beer can make strides in his defense on the minor league level, I want to see this guy in the majors. Christian Walker just hasn't been that guy this year. I don't know what's been up with Christian Walker, but it feels like, he his time might be running out on the D-backs if he continues to produce like this. He had a great season in 2019. 2020 is one of the better D-backs players too, but his power kind of disappeared. He still had a hard exit velocity and hard hit percentage, but it didn't result in home runs. Then 2021, the powers kind of disappeared too for Christian Walker. So to replace him with a guy like Seth Beer, who seems to have 30-plus home run potential, it could be great for this D-backs lineup and offense, but until he improves more on defense, we might we we may not see Seth Beer until they bring the DH back to the National League. Now, the number one most intriguing player to me as we finish the Major League season, the 2021 season, I can't believe it's almost over. Maybe it's a blessing that it's almost over because of how bad it's gone for the D-backs, but I'm still going to miss baseball when it's the offseason. But who's the number one most intriguing player? Alec Thomas. Yes, Alec Thomas. I'm not sure if he will be called up in September, but he's already made the dump, the jump from double A to triple A. This is someone who represented the D-backs for the second time in the Sirius XM All-Star Future Games in Denver. This guy's been a beast this season. 292 average, 900 OPS, over 900 OPS, double-digit home runs, double-digit stolen bases. This is someone who's got great defensive instincts, might have Double-digit home run power might have 20 to 30 stolen base 
potential. He can do a little bit of everything offensively. He might not have the strongest arm, but Alec Thomas has produced at every level. He continues to be impressive. And remember, with Jordan Lawler out for the season, with Corbin Carroll out for the season, Alec Thomas might be ranked number three, but he's by de facto the best prospect the D-backs have right now. Health is important to becoming a good professional player regardless of the sport so I like Alec Thomas he might be a little bit undersized but that doesn't really matter in baseball look at Altuve look at Dustin Pedroia you can be small in baseball and still dominate the sport I'm not sure if Alec Thomas will dominate the sport but I do believe he could be an everyday player an everyday outfielder I do believe he could be a high contact high average kind of guy guy that gets on base he seems to have a strong approach at the plate a strong command of the strike zone and if he is a 12 home run guy, 30 stolen base guy, 290 average. I think that is a potential all-star. And the D-backs need as much talent as they can get on this team. They could definitely use more speed on the base pass. Ever since trading Tim LaCastro, they really haven't had that component to their team. So Alec Thomas is the number one guy I want to see called up. And he's the number one most intriguing player to me as we end the 2021 season. Now that's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Go back this week and please catch up on any pods you might have missed because we've had a great week of podcasts. And remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. And as always... Hope everyone out there enjoys their weekend. Hope they stay safe, and I hope they stay healthy. Deuces!